to episode 145 of the Mandarian Orange Show. I'm Phil Becchio. And I'm Jammin' Janelle. We are uh, hot on the tails of a three-day weekend. Oh, such a good three-day weekend. It's always nice because a three-day weekend, if it's on a Monday, leads into a four-day week. So you have like a little bit of, you know, shorter time to recover there. That That's kind of nice, right? Oh, it's the best. I feel like after your three-day weekend, it's like, I love the short week after. Now, if you have your three-day weekend on a Friday, yeah, you just it's just kind of like you get everything at once. It's true. And then you have so. a big, long weekend, and then you have to recover on a full, long week. Yeah. Whatever happened to the four-day weekend? I feel like we don't really get those anymore. A Friday off and then a Monday off? Well, they used to. The only time I ever remember getting four day weekends is when you had Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday for Thanksgiving. And they just changed it into you get the whole week off. Yeah, but no, we used to get two days off for the president's weekends, I remember. And sometimes you would get two three day weekends in a row, or other times you get it like bunched together in one weekend. I never had that. We did when I was. We a kid. had separate, uh, we had like. George Washington's birthday and Abraham Lincoln's birthday separate. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But we didn't have it all in one weekend. Well, sometimes they did. I remember they would like, it was different, different years. I don't know. You know, Big Bear is an interesting place. We did things our way. <laughs> our way in the mountain way. Well, we have um, a new segment to do tonight. We've got some fun stuff to talk about. We're uh, one episode away from our five-year anniversary episode, so I think it's time to jump into it. Let's do it. Let's do the news. And now the news. Please rate and review us on anywhere you listen to our podcast. Um, it helps us climb the charts. It helps more people find us, and we are getting new listeners so, um, thank you for those of you that have done that for us already. Yeah, and welcome to listening if you're new. Yeah. Because uh, we like new listeners. <laughs> we don't dislike them, that's for sure. But we also like old listeners and everyone in between. We just like listeners. Well, you've heard that song, Make new friends but keep the old. One is silver and the other's gold. We won't tell you who is who. Yes, we have heard that before. I always thought that song was so weird. Like, <laughs> it's so mean. Make new friends to keep the old. One is silver, new friends, the other is gold. So new friends are silver, your old friends are gold. But that's like, hi, you want to be my friend? You won't be as important as my older friends, but I'll still be your friend if you want. So true. And I feel like we used to sing that at church, too. Is that a church song? Or is that in school? That's like a preschool song. I used to sing it with my preschool kids. What is the origin of that song? Like, why is that a thing? Because, <laughs> I mean, I haven't thought of that song in probably 20 years, but when you just sang that, like, I instantly remember it. Oh, yeah. It was a part of our childhood years. All right. So I'm going to, through the magic of editing, look this up and then tell you about yes. it right away, but you'll never know how long you'll it took never me to look know. it up. All right. Let's look here. Make new friends, but keep the old one is silver and the other's gold. Okay, according to uh, this guy, Akos something or other, on Reddit, I can't read it because it's like a weird screen name, but according to this guy on Reddit, um, it comes from the 1925 Girl Scout songbook. That makes sense. Now, according to this person, this is so random. You gotta love Reddit and other like <laughs> forums on the internet, right? This person says it was in an episode of Boardwalk Empire, and in one of the episodes, it was sung in a flashback from 1897. So the Girl Scout songbook was published in uh, 19. What did I just say? But 1925. But the song is probably older that's just when it was first published 1925 yeah so it's a much older song now why is that a song from the girl scout songbook i don't know it sounds like a girl scout song yeah i guess it does it was like teaching girls how to not be backstabbing 
mean girls. You know, there was a whole movie about mean girls. (laughs) Oh, here we go. There are more lyrics to the song. Did you know this? Oh, I'm sure. Okay, I'm just going to read the rest of the lyrics real quick. Make new friends, but keep the old. Those are silver, these are gold. So this is like the older version of it. But it also says it's from like Girl Scouts, right? New made friendships like new wine. Age will mellow and refine. Friendships that have stood the test. Time and change are surely best. Brow may wrinkle, hair grow gray. Friendship never knows decay. Four mid old friends, tried and true. Once more we are youth renew. But old friends, alas, may die. New friends must their place supply. What? Cherish friendship in your breast. New is good, but old is best. Make new friends, but keep the old. Those are silver. These are gold. The song came from a poem written by Joseph Perry, who was born in 1841 and died in 1903. Interesting. And then apparently the Girl Scouts adopted it somewhere in their 1925 book. And uh, that's that's what we got there. That's bizarre. That is a weird song. Yeah, right? That's bizarre. I, I I mean, I get it. I get they're saying that it's important to hold on to old friends, but it also seems a little morbid for, like, <laughs> Girl Scouts to run around singing. I don't know. When your old friends die, I guess you gotta get new friends. <laughs> All right. If you guys would like to email us, you can write to us at mandarinorshow at gmail.com. You can also message us on Instagram or through Facebook. Join our Facebook group, Mandarin Orange Show the Group. All that type of stuff. Let us know about the weird songs you sang as a child and, and want to know their meaning. Well, and are you familiar with this one? Because so I was never in Girl Scouts, obviously, but somehow I I was that. never in Girl Scouts, but we used to sing it in circle time when I was a preschool teacher. But I feel like I never heard beyond those like two lines, no, though, right? No. Interesting. Interesting. Well, so uh, what all went on this week? We had, a, like we said, a three-day weekend. And we had quite a weekend this weekend. So yesterday we went on a 4.1-mile hike. Yes, we did. But it was more than just, like, walking along flat ground. We did quite a bit of elevation it gain. kicked my behind. Been a little sore? I am so sore. It was like we walked up to the top of a hill, and then we walked down into the valley, and then we climbed a mountain, and then we walked down the mountain, and then we had to walk up that little hill at the end, and then we had to walk down again. And it was (laughs) 4.1 miles of up and down, up and down, up and down. I haven't been moving as much as I used to. Because we're in quarantine. And I may have had to sit down at the top of the mountain and I almost (laughs) threw up. But you saw, like, my body was rejecting. Janelle's convinced she's she's actually allergic to exercise now. (laughs) My face was so red. (laughs) I was physically ill and you were able to, like, fan me. But... It was one of the most beautiful hikes we ever took. It was gorgeous. And all right here in and around Ukaipa. Yeah, like, yeah, I felt like we were in the rolling hills of Ireland. Yeah. It was gorgeous. Very pretty views. It was, uh, it was definitely worth it. I mean, I'm not going to say I wasn't also challenged by it, and I wasn't a little sore today, but I, uh, I, I get it. It was very... It was a very challenging one, but it was really, really good. Of course, our kids are, like, (laughs) bouncing up back and forth. The only thing that was difficult for them is that there were some pretty hairy drop-offs at some parts. They did not like the drop-offs. Which, you know, I mean, it's not my favorite, but it was all, like, on a very steady, you know, wide trail. And they're old enough to, like, handle it, you know. When they were younger and we hit stuff like this, I did not, you know, we would just turn around or wouldn't do it because, too. But with, with this, at this age, you know, they can... Handle it. They're it was fine. gorgeous. It was really pretty. And we only passed two people. Yeah. Well, two trail. pairs of people. Two pairs yeah. of people. The crazy part is, like, this is, again, this is all, like, around our town. 
And like they, it's called the Crafton Hills that we were hiking in. And you don't think of them as mountains, but when you're in them, they're mountains. They're mountains. Like there's cliffs, drop offs, you know, hundreds of feet down, and there's big peaks that you go up on top of. I mean, it's not just a hill. Well, and the we climbed a peak on this same trail system. Yeah. So but you know, compared to the like the mountains that Big Bear is in up above right us there, above. you know, which gets up to eight thousand feet, you know, it's they look like little hills. So we do live in and around mountains. It's just you know not as high as the mountains that are also near us. Yes. Anyway, it's really pretty, and it was fun. And it was a great way to get back on track because I am gonna start treadmilling every day you've already started your uh yeah we didn't really we didn't really talk about this regimen oh yeah regimen there's a difference (laughs) let's let's not throw the word regime around right now (laughs) shall we let's not um yeah so i did this i think did i talk about this maybe i talked about it on alex b keaton is my friend yeah you didn't talk about it on this one or maybe i was just telling keith separately from it but I, uh, as a part of a New Year's resolution, although it's not really that, because I decided this before New Year's, uh, but I ordered a set of weights, like, and we're not talking about, like, a full gym, I'm talking about the little, like, rubber-coated dumbbells, like the little hand weights, um, and they're not super heavy or anything like that, but each day, because this is what I figured, like, especially during quarantine and lockdown, it's pretty much a guarantee that we watch at least one episode of a TV show per day. Oh, Yeah. Easy peasy. Now, this was not always the case. Like, there are used to be many days we just did other stuff. But since the majority of our time is spent at home, it's pretty much guaranteed that at some point we'll watch a TV show. And mm. so instead of just sitting and watching the show, I sit in the chair with my little dumbbells and I do a little, you know, the whole time. So at the very least, it's a 20, you know, 23, 25 minutes, whatever it is. Sometimes I do Sometimes longer shows. longer. And it's, uh, we put, you put a set back by your... Man cave. Yeah, so I have one in back in our bedroom and, one, and a couple and out by the living room. And you have set out here, so that's where we watch TV. Yeah, and then, so that way when I'm, if I am watching TV, I'm exercising my arms. Because this is the thing, like, you know, I mean, I need to, obviously need to lose weight, but I'm pretty good at, like, my leg muscles. Like, I walk a lot, but I haven't had good upper body strength in a long time. And even when I was, like, at my peak physical condition in high school and college... I was never very much a, like, you know, arm strength. I mean, I could do some pull-ups and stuff, but that's about it. That's impressive. I certainly couldn't do that now, and so that's the idea. Again, it's not to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's just to have a muscle on my arm, you know, which would be nice. Yeah. So that's the plan. I think it's a good place to start, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. And I've done it every single day. I mean, uh, we're coming up on three weeks into the new year, and I've done it every single day. Um, through at least one TV show. Even on the day like we did our hike, I still did my weights you that night. You did? Yeah. I so. fell asleep. You I did. Pooped. But I was doing my weights. And uh, again, I mean, we're not talking a lot. And I'm just going to be totally honest. The sets of weights I got, there's two, a pair of threes, a pair of fives, and a pair of eights. Wow, not even pa- one pounders. Just three pounds, five pounds, and eight. Oh, you're saying not as low as that. No, they're... I mean, it's not, again, it's not, like, super heavy, but when you're doing half an hour's worth of, like, repetitions, you get pretty sore, yeah. you know? So I alternate. I've only done a couple times with the eights, because they're actually pretty heavy. Are you sore anymore? Like, you were sore at first. But... Oh, yeah. But, like I said, I if I get real sore, then I do, like, a night where I just do the threes. Yeah. You know, and just kind of get the motion, the movement and stuff, but they're not very heavy. Um, and I've only done the eights a couple times, because those are pretty heavy. Um, And I get really sore with those. But I actually can feel like a muscle in my tricep area. And you popped open the garlic. The the jar of garlic. Yeah. Like nothing. Like nothing. So, anyway. That's been my uh, attempt at getting some exercise this year. Thus far. Yeah. It's great. So we had a good weekend. What did we do on Saturday? Did we just kind of hang out? Saturday. Oh, my parents came on Your Saturday. Your parents came we and did we a, hung out in the backyard. Yeah, we did a distanced hangout outside in our backyard like we do. And we played a really fun game, which I think we talked about. Did we, we did. talk about it on, previously? Well, this game that we got for Christmas. I think you got it maybe for my brother. 
called Are You Dumber Than a Box of Rocks. It's really fun, and it's a real easy one to do remotely. You don't have to be near someone at all to yeah. do it. So. You could play it over Zoom, too. I think we did that for like two hours or something. It was really fun and yeah, funny. Yeah, it was really hilarious. And then, uh, and then today we went out and was, we had a nice warm day. It's about to get colder again. Yeah, but. it was like 72 degrees today. Yeah, so we went out and played in the backyard. Yes. And uh, did some yard work, you know, played around. Kids played around in their bathing suits and water and squirt guns and stuff. <laughs> I mean, this was like, you'd think it was a summer day, but it's January, you know. It's so warm here. <laughs> yeah. Which also means that all my pruning is like, all of a sudden, all the trees are starting to bud. And I'm like, it's January. I haven't finished pruning yet. Stop uh, it. California? California. Geez. Southern California. Yeah. So. so. But it's going to start getting cold and rainy now again. So who knows? You said there might even be snow. There is one a day, like, you know, on the 10-day forecast, sometime next week, there is a slight chance of snow. So who knows? I mean, it's it's far out still, but... It is supposed to get down, though, into, like, freezing temperatures, so. And today we were outside with squirt guns and, you know, in a hose mm-hmm. and whatnot. Yeah. So, we left all that stuff outside. Oh, we did. I guess we should probably go get that afterward, after we record. <laughs> <laughs> we said, don't forget. And then we did. All right, well, um, that's it for the news, I think, right? Yeah. So we're going to do a brand new segment, you guys. And this segment is called Truths and Lies. your new uh, bit there. Yeah, it's really good, huh? Your new interstitial. You like that guitar sound? Oh, guitar. Yeah, you didn't recognize that was guitar, huh? I didn't. Yeah, that's what it is. Fantastic. Right. Uh, Well, so here's the thing, guys. We love playing various games. We've done the uh, movie quote game from time to time on here. We've done, um, you know, our top five, which I guess isn't really a game, but it's kind of a game-ish type of thing that we play. Um, and so this is a new one that I thought of that we should do this week. Now, um, it's similar to something you guys have all heard of, Two Truths and a Lie, right? Um, but here's the thing. Janelle and I, let's see, we're coming up on our 18th wedding anniversary. Am I, is that correct? That's correct. We are, in, in March will be our 18th wedding anniversary. We met in 1997. So what is that? 25 years? 24 years, I guess. 24 years that we have known each other, right? Yes. Uh, almost 25 years that we've known each other because it was, well, I guess it was the end of, anyway. We've known each other for a super long time. Yes. We've been like best friends and dated and been married and we know each other very, very well. So to do very a game well. like Two Truths and a Lie with each other is nearly impossible because... You know, you guys know how it goes. You tell two things about yourself that is true, and then one thing that is not, and then the other people have to decide which one is the lie, right? So, we're going to do a variation on this. It's similar, but in order to make it a little more challenging for you and I, since we uh, know each other so well, and I don't know, this may be like a one-time only <laughs> thing, because we might just figure out this is impossible, but we're going to do three facts, you know, that we're going to say. Three facts. But they could be all true they could be two of them true or just one of them true there has to be at least one of them that's Mm -hmm. true you can't say all fake stuff because we want to learn at least one real thing about you right and so you're going to do it and then i'm going to do it we're going to see if we can stump each other and the people at home the listeners can play along and see you know make their guess before we reveal the answer to see um if how well they know us from listening to our show all right so you want to go first you want me to go first you go first all right, so here's my three statements, and you okay. have to determine uh, which of them are true, which of them are a lie, and again, it could be one, two, or three truths, but at least one of them okay. is true. All right. Uh, the first one is, I had a dog named Licorice. 
The second one is I had a cat named Butterscotch. And the third one is I had a chicken named Chocolate. At least one of those is true. What do you think? Well, I know that your dad's allergic to cats. So I don't think you had a cat. But I guess your family could have just said, oh, well, dad's going to be allergic to the cat. I know you've had dogs growing up. Um, I know you got, you, your parents have chickens now. I don't know if they did when you were a kid. I'm going to say that I had a dog named Licorice is the true thing. And you think the other two are false? Yes. Yes, you guys, this game is going to work because I just... Stumped Janelle. <laughs> she did not get him correct. Okay, what well, was correct? All right, well, you are correct that I did have a dog named Licorice. So there was a time when I was a kid, because I grew up, Our my first pet was a dog named Fang. It was, you know, my parents had him before I was I born. I know about Fang. He lived to be quite old, and I enjoyed... I enjoyed him. Like, he, there's a lot of great stories. I always, I always think my dad should write a book about all the stories about Fang because he was like one of those dogs that they totally would write a book about, and it's all true. I mean, every all these crazy yeah. stories about him and stuff. But you know, I, I, there was parts about Fang that I really enjoyed. I did not enjoy like the shedding and things of that nature. I enjoy painting up the dog poop, but you know, whatever. Um, and so there was a point in my life when I decided I wanted to get my own pet since Fang was like my parents' pet, right? Okay. And so I got a dog and I named it Licorice. This black dog. Lab, I want to say. And it was very badly behaved and I really struggled with it. And it tore apart. So if it would get in the house and like tear apart. And I honestly can't remember if it was even a boy or a girl. I think it was a boy, but I don't remember for sure. Uh, and I didn't have it for very long. We wound up rehoming it pretty soon because I was not. At the point where either A, I was capable of, or B, interested in really taking good care of it. I mean, right. it just, it was out of control, and I didn't know what to do. This is like Beethoven. So I was right. I that, that part is true. right. Yes, but I also then decided that maybe a cat was the type of pet that I wanted to have, and I got a cat, and I named it Butterscotch. I think I might have been misdirecting my enthusiasm. And I thought I wanted a pet, and I was really just hungry, because I kept naming all my pets after candy and and stuff. And this is true. I had a cat. What about your poor dad, who's, like, so allergic to cats? Well, this is true, but, like, I wasn't the only one. David got a cat for a while, too. He had a cat named Spots. Um, And Spots made it for a long time, and he actually wound up moving up to Camp Sturdivant and, like, living up there for a while. Uh, but Butterscotch did not make it long. And remember how I was telling you I had another dog named Fang? Well, Fang and Butterscotch didn't get along in one day. What? Uh, Fang killed Butterscotch? Yes. Yes. Oh my god. I know. So, uh, Butterscotch did not last long. Very sad. Um, but it also was another experience where I realized maybe uh, having a pet was not really my thing. Um, so, what about your chicken named Chocolate? So, that one is actually not true. Okay. However, when I was a kid, we did get a chicken. Well, we weren't sure if it was a chicken or uh, or a peacock. We weren't sure because it was hatched from an egg. I can't remember where we even got it from. My parents, you know, Big Bear, people have animals and stuff. And the person said it was either a chicken or a peacock. And so, I don't remember what we named it, honestly. But we had, like, we built a little pen for it in the back. And um, we figured, like, we'd let it grow up and see if it turned out to be a chicken or a peacock. And Fang tunneled under and ate it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> your dog's a murderer. <laughs> so, we never found out if it was a chicken Wasn't or a peacock. was Fang, like, a little dog, too? Yeah. little mutt. But he could dig under anything. So, he tunneled under and got into the chicken coop. And uh, and ate it. So, so I did have a chicken, but we didn't name it Chocolate, or maybe it was a peacock. We don't know. <laughs> and there you go. So this this game is gonna work because there's stuff you don't know. Well, we'll see if it works for me. All right, let's see. Okay, so when I was a kid, 
I used to think that if my toe fell off underneath, it would look like mashed up meat and carrots. It's a very specific thing to not be real, but let's hear the rest. Okay. So that's the first thing. It also sounds like the kind of thing you would imagine. <laughs> In the sixth grade, I had to wear my headgear to youth group as a punish it, punishment for never wearing it to bed. But the youth pastor felt sorry for me and gave my team extra pity points. These are very long and specific. Okay. Last one. When I lived in West Germany, I collected pet cockroaches and kept them in a plastic sour cream tub under my bed that I poked holes into. I was devastated when one of my cockroaches killed another one. All right. I'm ready to rule. The cockroaches is fake, because you were only three when you were... No, I wasn't. Three? Five. Five. I thought you were there... How long did you live in Germany for? A year. From what? Four to five? Okay. I wasn't that far off. Still, I don't think you're old enough to keep cockroaches in a thing, and that's gross, and so I don't want to believe that that's true. Um, next... The youth group thing, like, I mean, that's such a, like, specific story. I know you wore headgear. All of them were specific stories. I know. So, that's what I'm saying. Like, (laughs) did you actually have to go to youth group and get punished but then get points? It sounds like the kind of thing a youth group person would do. Except, I don't know that you would have to wear headgear to get punished. I don't know. Did your mom do that kind of stuff? Um, The first one, I believe, is definitely true. Because that just sounds like one of the weirdo things that you always imagine. <laughs> so I'm going to say first one is true about the meat and potatoes or whatever. Okay. I'm going to say the youth group one. I mean, again, I know you wore headgear, but did you have to wear it to youth group? I'm going to say I think that's true, and I think the cockroaches is, is a lie. Impossible. What? You're right. Aha! I know you so well. I know! That's what I said. That's not going to work. <laughs> But so you were just like, it works for me, though. <laughs> it did. Because <laughs> I tricked you. No, I might have gone either way on the on the headgear one. Because I didn't know that story specifically. I just logic. I divined what I know from you. I can clearly not choose the lie in front of me. No, I did not have pet cockroaches. Although there were a lot of cockroaches in our apartment really in that, Germany. But- you're not like a little match so girl gross. living under the bed and like keeping the cockroaches in a tub. Like, I th- why did I think you were only three when you lived there? You were five, four to five. Four to five. I did start kindergarten back in the United States. Hmm. I had in my mind you were a little younger, but I guess that makes sense. Um, how did you guys do at home? What did you think? I'm curious to hear um, if anybody guessed correctly. And uh, figured out what was the truth and lies about Janelle and I. What was that? All right. Well, that's our new segment. Um, I think we're going to do it some more because I tricked you. So (laughs) that's pretty good. If neither one of us would have tricked each other, then you wouldn't have done it anymore. But because you won, or maybe if I won, you wouldn't have done it anymore. No, I just want it to be possible for one of us to actually trick each other. Now I know it is. All right. I was also proud of my food-themed trickery, so. Well, I knew licorice was true. That's how I lured you in. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we got a quick movie time. Movie time. We watched a DVD this week. It was a DVD that we got you for Christmas. We talked about it. Um, earlier that I got it for you, but I don't think we talked about it since we watched it. We watched In Search of the Castaways. It was so fun. I've never seen it before. It was a Disney one. I'm surprised you didn't watch I it. I know. Like since on Disney I was Channel. like a Disney Channel and a Haley Mills Yeah, because I remember renting it a couple of times um, back in the day. That would be a, a, a re-rental, you know. Um, but, uh, it was really fun. The kids liked it. It's based on a Jules Verne book, which is one of the, it's the only one that was made into a movie that I haven't read. Cause I've read the other Jules Verne ones, like Journey to the Center of the Earth, From the Earth to the Moon, Mysterious Island, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, etc. But I've never read this one, so. It was really an adventure 
Um, they get stuck in a tree with the ocean around them. They're on a boat. They go through mountains. I always love that big, the part where they slide down on the like big ice chunk through the caves they go and through stuff. The ice chunk. There's a bratty boy who learns his place. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they're in search, go in search of their father. That's right, and. Um, you know, there's definitely some 60s type of uh, special effects, but I think it holds up pretty well. A lot yeah. of, like, models and stuff. I mean, it's not going to fool you into thinking it's real, but it's it's fun and it's well enough done that it feels like, you know, it feels fun. It's very well done. There are some rather insensitive cultural representations, I would say, of certain, mm-hmm. like, native tribes. Um, but, you know, that's kind of par for the course on a... 19. adventure movie from back then so yeah um but you know have some conversations with your kids if you're watching it which with them. we did yes and uh and you'll be okay yeah um let's see and then the other thing i wanted to mention uh just because i talked about it earlier but alex p keaton is my friend is back this week um the new episode will be dropping right after this one does and um we talk about uh Caddyshack 1 and 2. That's why I'm mentioning it now in the movies. We talk about it quite a bit on this episode for some reason. And then we talk about it before we watched it. So this week we watched it. And next week's episode we'll actually discuss after having watched it. So um, this is a good chance to plug a little Alex B. Keaton is my friend as well. So are you going to talk about Caddyshack 1 and 2? You're going to save that for Alex P. Keaton. I'm saving it for that. This is a teaser. This is a teaser. teaser. Good, good. All I will say is that... The pairing of Caddyshack 1 and 2 is very, very, very different. And it's an interesting comparison to be made. So we'll talk about that on Alex Bikin is my friend. Uh, go over there and check that out. It doesn't come out until like the next day after this one does. So, so. And uh, we need to do a little Couch Potato Corner as well. Couch Potato Corner. This CPC. All right. I know it's time. You're going to tell us about it anyway, so I can't stop it. Go ahead and tell us about The Bachelor. Okay. Tonight, my friend Carly sent me this picture of one of the girls on The Bachelorette, Sarah. She, I was trying to place, like, who she looks like. Who does she look like? Who does she look like? And Carly sent it to me. She looks like Alexis from Pooh's Creek. She's a little bit. She's a little bit Alexis. And I was like, oh, that made me feel so good because I was having the hardest time placing her. But it's not her. But it's not her. That's a fictional character. But let me show you the comparison so you can agree or disagree. You realize our listeners at home will not be able to see the picture you're showing me. Um. I will describe it out loud to you. She's showing me two pictures of two very different girls <laughs> who I guess because they have dark eyebrows that you think they look they the same. They also have like hazel eyes. And she like talks like her too. She like talks out of the side of her mouth. Alright, well I would not confuse the two of them, but I could see how maybe they have similar. And anyway, this resort, because you know, they can't travel the world. Right, right. This resort, they're doing um, it at North Carolina. It's amazing. They have... It's amazing. They have, like, um, zip lining and helicopter tours and horseback riding, donkey riding. <laughs> any other equine species like, that they, they ride like on? They have, like, a movie theater with, like, couches in it. Like, wow, several this tools, several jacuzzis. I could really see ourselves staying there well someday perhaps <laughs> is that all do we have to hear any more about it <laughs> it's so horrible that's it that's, that's my it. update all right, that's a good update uh we've been watching more harvey beaks what do you think about harvey beaks it's so good right i love it it's such a good show it's- the the Little sister's just been born. Yeah, we're on season two now. It's a really fun, like, animated show. Um, there's a lot of, you know, higher level thinking and stuff that's targeted at adults, definitely, mm-hmm. that will go right over the kids' heads. 
But um, it's so much fun. Yeah. And it just has some really good, like, meaningful stuff. Yeah. And it's very funny. We, uh, we've been watching lots of Seinfeld. So much. As we mentioned before, and I've been loving that because I love watching Seinfeld as many times I've as I've really been enjoying watching it again because we haven't watched them since you got them on DVD. Well, I have. Well, I haven't. Okay. And I'm important. <laughs> uh, here's another example because Ben was talking earlier about how they're considered generally despicable. One of the episodes we just watched was the parking garage, and there's a part where there's a mom like dragging her kid and like hitting her, and or hit, it was a boy hitting mm-hmm. the little boy and and like yelling at him and just like kind of like abusing him, and she throws him into yeah. the back seat, and George. George steps up mm-hmm. and he's like hey hey like that's not how you should treat a kid like what what are you doing to him and then the kid turns out to be a brat and tells him he's ugly and george has a thing back and forth with him but before that he he, he stepped, stepped up, up. He a lot spoke of people up. would just not say anything. a lot of people would like how many times have we been in that situation in public and everyone else is watching around i mean sometimes we've stepped been in. the person to come in and say something but like it's kind of like taboo to tell a parent how to parent their kid or whatever and even though you know someone sees someone doing something wrong a lot of times people won't step in and george did yeah so i'm just saying despicable they're not all bad right now of course in the same episode he gets a ticket for urinating in the parking garage (laughs) i mean he was lost he He had had to to go go real bad i know there's worse things but you know they probably could have gone back into the mall and peed yeah but Let's still. not forget that one time I uh, confronted a parent who was not being a good parent. I was called a farm girl because I was wearing a plaid shirt. Yeah. Um, I was like, she said, go that... back to Kansas, farm girl. I'm like, is that all you can come up with? <laughs> yeah. In this scenario, like, here's a perfect example. We were at a pool. It was at someone's apartment a public complex. Pool, yeah. And they were, like, taking their kid and, like, they were spinning around on the side of the pool. Like, they'd hold him by their arms and spin him around and then throw him into the pool across the concrete. And, like, a couple times the kid's head, like, barely missed the concrete edge. And the kid was, like, five or something. Mm -hmm. Like, it was bad. And we're like, you got to stop that. That is so dangerous. And then they, when they, like, when they started throwing him over other people, I was like, stop. Yeah. I'm going to go tell the office right now. And she, like, got in your face. And it was so funny because, first of all, we were there with, like, my parents and other family members. And they all, like, ran <laughs> away when the lady started, like, going at you. And you're, like, you just stood there and you're, like, are you serious? That's all you can come up with? That I'm from Kansas? Like, I was born in Southern California, you weirdo. <laughs> And the lady, like, they finally took off. They took off and they left, though, which is what I wanted them to stop throwing their kid above everybody. It was crazy. I've never seen someone do something like that. But the point is, it's not everybody, like, does that. I mean, we have no, if When it's endangering a life, I'm going to speak up. Yeah. And the other time I did it recently was when we were at the Grand Canyon and this dad was letting his kid hang on the rail. Oh, gosh. Over like a thousand foot cliff. And I was like, you need to hold your child's hand. And he ignored me and then went and talked to his wife. I'm like, yeah, you guys should walk away. (laughs) Yeah. Being dangerous. Well, and we saw a lot of people being dumb by the edge of cliffs in Grand Canyon, but when they were letting their kid dangle there, like, come on. No. So, anyway, all I'm saying is the Seinfeld people are not all bad. <laughs> Even though they do lots of stuff that is bad. There's plenty of And examples. like you said, I just feel like they're saying what everybody's thinking yeah. anyway. Well, because like, the whole thing, the reason they pee in the parking garage is they're like... Everywhere in the mall, like, none of the stores have sh- have bathrooms. Right. Like, they're all hidden, and then everyone's weird about you going to the bathroom. He's like, I have to go, and they can't find their car, so he pees in the corner. And, yeah, he shouldn't probably have done that, and he should have figured out something, but I get that. Like, we've been in situations in, like, downtown areas mm-hmm. where there is no one that will let you go to the bathroom. bathroom. 
And in fact, one time, we've told this story, I'm sure, we had Luke with, you know, when we had Luke, obviously with the kids with us, we were in uh, downtown Providence, Rhode Island. There's nowhere to go to the bathroom. None of the stores had one. We finally went to a, a an ice cream shop and we were like, please, like, we'll buy something here. And they did not have a public restroom. And they said... Like, all we have is staff one. And I'm like, are kids going to pee his pants? Like, if we buy ice cream, can they use the staff one? And finally, they let us. They and let us. It's the most expensive ice cream cone we've ever bought. It was like 40 bucks. Yeah. Well, because we bought one for each of us. Like, not <laughs> one cone, but yeah. They were like 10 bucks a pop. But, like, nowhere has bathrooms. So, I get that. Like, if no one's going to have a place for you to go, it's going to come out eventually, mm-hmm. one way or another. So, and you that's know. That's why... Downtown areas always smell like pee. Yeah, because no one has bathrooms. It'd be a lot better for them all if they just had a place. Well, this happened to me recently. Um, I was, I think it was at our, I mean, recently during our travels when we were in, uh, not Seattle. I guess we were like south of Seattle where we went to that show. Yeah. And I went into a coffee shop and like, I, like, went and bought something. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, can I have a key to the bathroom? Because I checked to make sure they had the bathroom. And she's like, oh, it's closed right now. I'm like, well, you're going to refund this then. Because that's the only reason I bought something. And I made them refund <laughs> yeah. the thing I bought. Because that's why, you that's went why in I bought it. Right. I don't care about Starbucks. I have no need to have Starbucks. And that's the only reason I bought something. And then you went to like a local coffee shop. I went to a local coffee shop and I didn't, I think I still bought something you after, did. but I just went in and used it and then bought something. Yeah. People are so weird about the bathrooms. Yeah. I mean, anyway. Now we sound like the Seinfeld people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's the deal with the bathroom? What is the deal with public restrooms? <laughs> So, okay, now we mentioned finishing Cobra Kai. We talked about it a little bit, but we just have to discuss. We didn't want to do spoilers, but we're going to do a little bit of spoilers about Cobra Kai. So if you haven't watched season three, skip forward just a few minutes because we are going to talk a little bit about some of the big reveals here. So hopefully you've had enough time. If not, I don't know, skip forward four or five minutes or something like that. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, season three brought back at least four characters with the original actors from the old movies. Yeah. So let's go through. Who do we have here? Well, first of all, we had um, from Karate Kid 2. What yes. was her name? Uh, Kumiko. Kumiko. Which is his love interest in Karate Kid 2. And he goes to Okinawa and he randomly, well, not totally randomly, he goes to like where the old village was. Right. And that's now a mall, but she's still working there. And he meets her, and they hang out together, which is crazy. It was great. And, and then the villain, yes, Cho Chosen, I think his name is something like that. Uh, he and it's the same actor again, and he that was a great storyline. Scene. He like takes them to his dojo, and they learn some new stuff. This is Daniel, of course, going to do all these things. And then, like, the big twist of that episode... It made me cry. It made me it's cry, the too. the one that made me cry. Is the girl who... Because he goes there because their business is in trouble, and he's trying to make a deal with the people in Japan that are closing off business with them. And he just, you know, it doesn't work out because of the, all the other complications. And so he's he thinks it's all over, and then it turns out that there's this a friend of Kumiko who is a big wig at the car place that sells the cars he needs to have, you know, business with. And it turns out it's the little girl he rescued in Karate Kid 2 from the hurricane. Oh my gosh. It and was, it was actually her, right? I think so. I know for I sure the I two older checked. actors, but I think you looked it up. Yeah. Um, and there's, you know, there's a part where uh, Mr. Miyagi has to go off and save his friend. Um, I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but, you know, the older, mm-hmm. the older generation guy that he was, you know, confronting with. And Daniel goes up and he has to climb up. This girl's up on a up on the ladder or something. I like forget. a tower of some kind. I forget. Yeah. Somehow he has to climb up on top of something and bring her down in the hurricane and down into the shelter. So she came back and and uh, helped him out. And, and he's saved like, she remembers him because she he were he saved her life. You know. So that was really sweet. And then of course, 
I we have mean, the big Elizabeth Shue episode. We knew from the moment they showed her profile picture that she was going to be on it. Well, I we knew from like last season though. <laughs> he like found her on on Facebook or whatever, and the whole thing of Johnny like flirting with her on Facebook and it was so oh good. Oh my gosh, I loved it, that whole bit. It was so much fun seeing her. Allie yeah. is her character's name and their whole like interaction when Allie meets Daniel's wife and the two of them talking together. Yeah. Like there was just some magic. A lot of people, like a lot of the fans on the boards and stuff, said that Daniel and Allie had a lot of chemistry still. Well, I mean it's sure, I suppose, <laughs> but I think also it was so great having them meet and talk together. And I don't think she was, like, trying to be romantic with anyone. I think no. she was just, you know, because she's she been divorced. She divorce. And... So, here's the thing. Who's going to be coming in next season? Phil thinks Hillary Swank. I do. I think, well, there's one character that's been heavily hinted at that I think is almost for sure going to come in. I think I just saw that she's, like... In another movie. Well, that may be. I'm saying in like addition to Hillary movie. Swank. But there is one character they heavily hinted at yeah. in the show. Do you the remember who? The guy from Crowded Kid Yeah, Three. Silver. Uh, what's his Terry Silver. And so the in the flashbacks in, uh, in season three, we see all the flashbacks into Vietnam where... Uh, you know, you at first we thought it was a different guy with silver because he kind of had similar hair and he gets killed. But then we find out one of the guys uh-huh. that was in his, uh, you know, in his battalion or whatever was silver. And they're, you know, of course, old war buddies. And we know that from Karate Kid Part 3 that they were war buddies. Um, and so we think he's going to come and why in and he's help. he's so angry. Yeah. Because the love of his life died in a car accident. Right. So, so we've got now at the end of the season, Daniel teaming up with Johnny so they can face off against the new Cobra Kai with um, John Kreese. I know. I got new Cobra chills. Kai. I got chills when their dojos joined. And so I think that Kreese is going to bring in Terry Silver. I think we're going to see a Terry Silver appearance. And that also brings up, since they brought all the people from 2, are we going to get Johnny's love interest from Part 3, who was really, like, they, they never, never really did? They were just, like, friends, because she had a boyfriend. Yeah, but he was definitely into her, so mm-hmm. is she going to show up? Who knows? But more importantly, when does, uh, you know, when do we get to have our next Karate Kid appearance? Because not only... Not only do we have her, but we've also got, like, the military guy. Remember they ran, like, a military <laughs> operation at their high school where all the yes. guys were, like, training in, like, military, military battles to, like, fight people at their high school for uh-huh. some reason? I think it would be great if that stuff reappeared, too. <laughs> but I'd be happy. I think, really, the best storyline that you could possibly get is the Hillary Swank character and her and Daniel talking. Because there has to be some kind of story where... Daniel's jealous because Mr. Miyagi went and trained her. He was her. He was Daniel's like special trainer, and then he went off and trained her. And there's got to be some, you know, some jealousy. Yeah, maybe she comes and starts a dojo. I mean, who knows? There's, there's a lot. There's a lot of potential there. But I feel like she was on the East Coast or something. Yeah, he went and visited. Uh, it was like his old friend. I think it was one of his friends from the war or something. I can't remember exactly who, but he goes and visits, uh, cause they're sick. And maybe one of them died and he visits her, uh, his widow, something like that. And then it was like her grandchild. So maybe Daniel will go to the East coast. Like he did Japan. Who knows? There's a lot of potential there, but I think Hillary Swank should be in it. So that's what I'm rooting for. All right. And I think we're going to see Terry Silver. I mean, that was pretty much. That was like very heavily. Stated. And we did get one more episode with uh, another one of Johnny's friends from the gang, which but was But not fun. your cousin. Not my cousin, but still fun that they're keeping that stuff going. So. Yeah. All right. Well, if you skip forward, I don't know if there's a way for you to hear me, but now end of spoilers for Cobra Kai because um, that was just fun. Hopefully you guys watch it. It's really great. My parents are watching through it now. They love it too. So that's good. Um, last thing I wanted to talk about, it's actually a show I've been watching for quite a while now. It's kind of my, I watch it when, like, you're asleep and I've got stuff to do. It's a great, like, kind of have on in the background one. I don't have to pay super close mm-hmm. attention visually. Um, it's called Still Standing, and it's this, uh, it's a Canadian show. Um, and I can't think of the guy's name. I think it's, 
I want to say Johnny, except we just talked about Johnny from Karate Kid, so it might not be that. But anyway, a comedian who grew up in uh, Newfoundland, uh, you know, one of the smaller provinces in Canada. And he goes in the premise of the show is he goes to all these small towns all across Canada. And throughout the series, there's like he goes to every province and even one episode in each of the territories. And he visits these small towns. Some of them are only like a couple hundred people. And he gets to know the people throughout the episode. He finds out what makes them tick. Most of the time, it's a town that's struggling in one way or another. They've had some, you know, natural disasters or the economy is failing or whatever it is. Usually there's something along those lines. He finds, you know, he talks to the the leaders of the town. He goes and visits some of their highlights, the activities to do there. And then by the end of the episode, you know, he, he knows all the stuff about them. Well, and it's kind of peppered throughout the episode. He does like a, a stand-up show at their town, like in their town hall or whatever, by the end of the episode, or by the end of his visit there. And so it intersperses his, like, jokes all throughout it that he's making. It's the standing part. Because they're still standing, their small town's still standing, but also he does stand up. Mm. Uh-huh. And so all throughout, like, he tells all the jokes, but it's like real personal jokes. He crafts them all throughout the week based on all the people he meets. That's cool. It's really fun. Like, it's funny. Like, he does some funny jokes and stuff, but it's also, like, amazing, like, travel one. Like, I've seen so many cool little towns I want to visit now all throughout Canada. And what, um, what did you watch it on? Gosh. I think it's just on Amazon Prime, but I can't remember for sure. No, it may be on Hulu. It's either Amazon Prime or Hulu. I don't remember for sure. I think it pops up when you open. Well, that's the thing. It's on like our home menu on the on the Fire Stick, and I just click it from there, and so that's why I can't remember which one I go to. But anyway, it's really, really fun. And um, I'm curious like how popular he is because it seems like it's I think it's on like season five or six now, something like that. And so obviously, you know, people know him more. Um, so I'm curious. I know we haven't heard from Lane in a while. Uh, but our formerly uh, anonymous Canadian friend Lane is still around. He still interacts on uh, you know some of our social media stuff. So Lane, if you're out there, or if we have any other Canadian listeners, I would love to hear. Is it a known? Is this something that you guys know? Like, is it, is it a popular show up there? Um, Has it, he come to your town? And yeah, because seriously, like I love it. It's so good. I haven't finished them all. I still have like five or six episodes to watch, but you should watch it. I think you would enjoy it. And there's just like, be- it's like a beautiful travel show, plus some really funny stuff. Well, so. you also started me on another show this week. What was that? Jordan Klepper. Oh, yeah, except that it's not free anymore now. So we watched like the one free episode. What is it called, though? It's, I think it's just called Klepper, but it's Klepper. the show that Jordan Klepper does, and he, you know, tackles like a different social subject each time, but it's very funny. It's like, so style. good. Yeah. So, like, Deep and funny at the same time. Yeah. So, it's really good. So, we'll have to see if there's a way. Because when I watched them, they were free on something. But whatever it was, it's not on there anymore. So Yeah. That happens. It does. Well, that's our Couch Potato Corner. We're going to really quick jump into one last um, category. And that is Game Night. Yes. So, we've got gotten really into a game like it might be the new settlers well we've been plowing through all these tons of new board games that we got at christmas time right and so and we've then been, we we halted hit, yeah we hit one that we played because most of them will play like once or twice and then we'll move on to another one because we want to try all these new games and we're almost done with all of them but once we play this one then we kept playing it and we have it's been playing it out. like all week Yes, so it's called Ticket to Ride. We have the Europe edition. But there's a lot of different maps that you can get. Yeah, and um, I mean, Audrey won the first one. You've won a couple. I won a couple. Luke's come close. He's been in like second place a bunch of times. It's driving him crazy. But um, it's just a really fun, strategic, but random chance game that's very similar to settlers but you basically have to you get like certain tickets um nobody else knows what ticket you're building like they don't know if you're building your train from paris to london or you know yeah and you build train lines and you have to try to connect the cities to connect the cities to get points at the end of the game so 
And then there's some really busy parts of the map that, like, by Paris is very busy, you know. Well, then you also get points just for the number of trains you build and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. It's it's really fun. It's I would call it, like you said, like Settlers. It's a similar amount of chance versus strategy. There's a ton of strategy, but there's also a good amount of chance what cards you're going to pull and that kind of thing. Um, but it's just really fun. It's a lot faster than Settlers. Settlers. Like, each person's turn, if you're, like paying attention you can go around and around real fast yeah um and i enjoy that because we can say okay we have a we have an hour you know we'll definitely get through the game in an hour yeah it's it's really really fun and i would like to get other maps and stuff i I know a lot of people play this a pretty popular game yeah we just have never like played it before played it and that um my uh, mom got that for us for christmas and we have been enjoying it so, um, then another game we started tonight. Audrey pushes us along to the next yeah, game. Yeah, she wants to try all the but new ones. We're, and we're, it's really cute, too, because she's at the point now where she likes to open the game and read the instructions the and learn the game and teach it to us. And that is something I will never do because I hate learning well, it is. Game it is funny. With the Ticket to Ride one, like, I was the one that actually read the instructions and explained how to play it. And, I did my best to make it as, like, simple as possible, but it still sounds like gibberish when you're explaining it. You have to just play it. Once you do it, it's not that complicated, but there's a lot of, like, you know, if you pull this card, then you have to do this, and how many train stations do you have? And, you know, and you're like, what? I don't know what any of this means. It's like in Parks and Rec, the Cones of of Dunshire. Yeah, exactly. So the next game we played is called Say Anything, and we bought this game um, for some family members that we're going to play virtually um, with, because we kind of read the directions online, but um, it's kind of like apples to apples, like... Yeah, it's in that genre. It's a conversation game. Yeah, so it's not like super like you know competitive logic or whatever it's more just fun you're guessing different people's preferences and things like that but it's a fun one and i think it's one that you could do like you said real easily remotely yeah we just played a few rounds of that to get the idea before we do it Um, in a live stream but it's fun yeah it's very fun it's a quick you know fun party game so that's it really this week we just have been playing ticket to ride all week yeah so that's uh that's our game time we have more, believe it or not. There are more. We still, still have yeah. more. <laughs> Several more. But uh, what we don't have more of is segments for tonight because that is the end of our show. Sad. Well, it's always sad, but it's always happy because you know that it's time for another show next week. And we'll be back because we have nothing to do. <laughs> Just oh, kidding. if only that were true. We'd do, we'd do it even if we were busy. Yes, but we appreciate you guys listening very much. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time out of your week to join us and hear about our shenanigans. Yes, and don't forget to download. I didn't say tune in. I said don't forget to download next week because it is our five-year anniversary show. That's right. And here's just a little quick thing if you want to play along. We're going to go back and listen to our first ever episode this week, mm-hmm. and we'll be talking about our first episode and kind of what that looks like now. So, so we would love to hear your thoughts about our first episode, too. Because yeah. it's been five years and almost 150 episodes, so it's a good time to look back and see. Yeah. Um, so if you guys do that and you want to write in and let us know any thoughts about the original episode, tell us uh, how you did on the Truth and a Lie game. Um, tell us about your uh, board games or what you think about the uh, Cobra Kai uh, upcoming stuff. Any of those things, you can write to us at Show at gmail.com. And uh, I think that's going to do it. So thank you again, Janelle, for hosting with me. You are so very welcome. And for the Mandarian Orange Show, I'm Phil. And I'm Janelle. And we talk so you don't have to.